okay, we're in a serious mess and no one should be talking. No one is talking about this. And it has nothing to do with women who think men who think they are women should compete against women. It's not because everything in this country is racist. It's not because our children are being raised to be mindless, uneducated zombies. Not even because there are factions in this country that are trying to destroy the morale and the philosophy that was the that is the base of this country. These are all real important, and they're cultural problems, and I think they'll solve themselves, I hope, before tyranny comes about. These are the immediate threats in the world, and I find these far more dire, and I think we need a leader who's going to be able to deal with these threats. Looking at Joe Biden, who can barely string together a sentence and by the way, I'm not going to make a big thing out of this, but he did took a header running upstairs to get to Air Force One. This is this is not the guy I think is going to do it. I hardly think he's the leader that's going to be able to deal with the actual threats that are happening right now. And here's the thing. Our enemies know it. And they're so confident that the... Uh, that the leadership in this country is bad they're telling us they're actually warning us it can't be any more obvious than what's been happening in the last couple of weeks especially when china decided to meet the u.s in alaska and basically they called us out and they were indirectly warning us I think we need to talk about the real issues in this world right now, in this country, that are going to affect this country. So let's talk about that. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I had, it was my birthday this weekend. I had a great birthday. We went wine tasting on a Friday, and then we had a party on Saturday. It was a really great weekend, and we didn't do much of anything yesterday except uh, I went to go get uh, uh, my uh, Costco cards renewed. So it was a, a very awesome weekend. That's why I didn't have a podcast on Friday. I was too busy with my fiance, with the beautiful Josie. So, but I things did happen last week that I think are being more or less ignored by the entire press. That includes Fox News, I think, even Shapiro and Bongino. They're not talking about it enough, and I think this is something that needs to be talked about. Um, one of the areas that Biden and the Democrats in general are weak in is foreign policy. Uh, Democrats have been always more concerned with appeasing foreign entities and money between transactions between foreign entities, for example, they love getting money from China and they love giving money to Iran, but they're not really worried about the threats of these countries. Real diplomacy has to come from a position of strength, not weakness or surrender, which is what the Biden administration is doing and what the Obama administration did. Obama, remember, he went on his apology tour in 2008. We should have seen, okay, this is going to be bad. We've seen what Obama did with North Korea, Iran, China, and the European Union. 
For some reason, the Democrats feel the need to apologize and bend the knee to all of these countries, and that is not changing with Joe Biden. This type of diplomacy, the problem is this, it has consequences. We end up losing respect from not only our enemies, but all other nations, including our allies. I understand that Democrats believe in globalism, and this is something I'm going to bring up a little bit later. Um, we are a one world, one nation, no borders. Here's the problem with globalism. No other country believes in it. They say they do. For example, Germany believes in the European Union. But mm, the European Union better help Germany or Germany will drop the European Union. Just like England did with Bre or uh, Great Britain did with Brexit. Nationalism is still the philosophy of most countries and their citizens, including this country. Last week, the dis disrespect for the United States and its leadership really became apparent, and it was kind of ugly. So let's get to all the people that absolutely hate us, and they continue to prove they hate us. <coughs> First off, let's talk China. So the United States and China met on Thursday of last week. Uh, to talk. Um, to say that China ate our lunch in this meeting would be an understatement. What's worse, China really showed how full of shit they were, and nobody from the United States said anything about it. The Biden administration never pushed back. They didn't have any answers. It was disgusting. So who came? National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan showed up, and so did Secretary of State uh, Antony uh, oh, Bilkin. Antony Bilkin. So the first thing that Sullivan has said, they, they, I actually read the entire transcript. You can go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and actually look at the word-for-word -word transcript. The transcript itself, very long, amazing what China said. I, some of the things they talked about was just absolutely incredible. Uh, I may bring some of it up, but I, I'm not sure yet. Uh, the first thing that uh, Jake Sullivan said was that the U.S. had, had quote, concerns with China's economic and military co coercion to assault on basic values, but said that they would, quote, they do not, the United States does not seek conflict but we welcome stiff competition, and we will always stand up for our principles, for our people, and for our friends. Now, that did it, because basically what they're saying is that China is militarily and economically trying to take over the world, which um, they are. But they wanted to kind of hide that fact a little bit. I, and I don't, I, I don't think they're going to anymore. I don't think China has any real goal to hide anything anymore. So the China representatives at the meeting were the Chinese Foreign Minister and State Counselor Wang Yi and Yang Jiechi, who is the Director of Central Foreign Affairs Commission of the Chinese Communist Party. Yang touted that the, that the Communist Party has their country, has in their country, uh, what the Chinese Party, the Communist Party has in their country country and heightened highlighted all of the accomplishments and achievements that China actually had 
Now, if you want to read pure fiction, read the transcript on what this... He continually called China a democracy and things like this. Okay, really weird. Now, there were several highlights in this conversation. Let's go over those highlights, okay? This is from the Daily Wire. So, the first highlight, Yang openly mocked Bilkin's comment about rules-based international order. Uh, Yang said, what, quote, what China and the United international community follow or uphold is the United Nations Center International System and the international order underpinned by international law, not what is advocated by a small number of countries of the so-called rules-based international order. Here, first off, what this basically tells you is we need to get rid of the UN because the UN is doing nothing but kowtowing to um, China and Russia. The UN is worthless. And what he's saying, what Yang is saying, is that the international, that UN is basically the centralized place where, you know, if they're kind of really overstepping boundaries, which is BS, by the way, if they're really overstepping boundaries, okay, they'll be put in line with, with the UN. But the UN is not, they give advice. They do not actually make rules. The United States creates rules based on our values, supposedly. I mean, I don't think the Biden administration is honestly representative of our values in the United States. The United States needs to stop saying, hey, China, you can't have concentration camps. China, you can't invade Hong Kong. You know, things like that. We have no right to do any of that stuff. Okay, you know, here's the problem with globalism. <laughs> This is a problem with globalism. Globalists, and most globalists are in the United States. There really aren't any globalists outside of the United States. Globalists believe that we are one world. We have no borders. Uh, we're one people. Blah, 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 blah. That we are there to help the other countries in the world and the other countries are here to help us. Yeah, none of that's true. In the end, all countries are nationalist. All of them. They're all nationalists, including the United States. And we need to worry about ourselves. The, the, the America first policy under Trump, that's why it always worked. It was an acknowledgement of nationalism. And there's nothing wrong with that. Germany is nationalist. And if you take a look at what's happening in the European Union now, where you've got Brexit, and now you've got other countries threatening to leave because all they're doing is helping out the poor countries. They're not actually gaining anything from being within the European Union, you're going to have other countries. Uh, already Greece is broken off. Spain has talked about breaking off. Italy has talked about breaking off. Germany has talked about breaking off. There is no globalism when it comes to a nation. There isn't. It's about what this nation gains and what it can do to benefit China is the most nationalistic country in the world. They always have been. They've been, heck, they've been isolationists for the first, I don't know, few thousand years of their existence. They, they stopped being isolationists when Nixon was in the presidency. And then they started opening themselves up. So this is, this is crap when it comes to, you know, we're here for you and blah, 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 but you have to follow these rules. Well, China says, yeah, we'll follow rules. We'll follow our rules. 
It will be influenced by what the UN says, but that's about it. Now, what was amazing is Biden's team didn't have anything to say about it. Okay, you know, they had no response. Okay, the second thing, again, this is from, this is from uh, Daily Wire. Yang openly mocked the United, the quote, United States-style democracy, end quote, saying that the, quote, Chinese-style democracy, end quote, which does not truly exist, had contributed to, quote, peace and development of the world, end quote, while he accused the U.S. of invading other nations, quote, through use of force, end quote, and toppling, quote, regimes through various means and massacring, quote, people of other countries, end quote. Okay. Uh, they also claim to have ended poverty and established a peaceful and efficient culture. That is actually in the transcript. And I thought that was hysterical. But to, to even consider themselves a democracy is incredible. Now, if I were there, I would mention the attacks against Tibet, Hong Kong, India, and the threats against Taiwan. This wasn't brought up. They failed to mention the arrests uh, and re-education of dissidents, including government officials who did not toe the line completely. That was never mentioned. What about the doctors with COVID that disappeared? We don't know where they are. That was never mentioned. They failed to mention that President Xi has declared himself president for life. In other words, he's a dictator. That would pretty much hit against their democracy claims. They failed to mention about the torture, rape, and murders of the Uyghurs in concentration camps in China. They failed to mention any of that. You know who else? It, it, it's, it's disturbing that for some reason, Anthony Bilkin and Jack Sullivan, who are high-ranking members of the United States government, first off, it's insulting that they even invited China at all. But they didn't bring up anything like this to put China in its place. As far as invading other countries and massacring foreign peoples, I'm not sure where that's coming from. I'm sure China will make that up. This is called whataboutism. All right, that's what China used. And it worked. It shut them up. Okay, continuing from the Daily Wire, Yang exploited political divisions in the U.S., saying many people within the United States actually have confidence in the democracy. I'm sorry, many people within the United States actually have little confidence in the democracy of the United States, and they have various views regarding the government of the United States. Fact check, sort of. Most Americans don't believe the news media or leftist views. They are just the folks that scream about institutional racism and all this crap, they're just the loudest. But unless we can get stopped with this indoctrination of our children by the school system, entertainment, and news media, China could be right. And we will be at their mercies when those children grow up and actually end up being our leaders. Continuing, Yang also cited Black Lives Matter movement to attack the U.S. on the issue of human rights, saying that there were, quote, many problems within the United States regarding human rights. BLM and Antifa are Marxist ideologies that, for some reason, the youth is embracing, but they are hardly strong examples of American ideology and hardly strong examples that there are human rights issues within the United States. I will even go 
as far as to say that the youth is beginning and will probably continue to reject this ideology. So using BLM, that's more of a talking point. It's a, a wokeism. And it, it, I don't know, it shouldn't have any impact. It, it probably did. Well, it did. They didn't have an answer for it. But as far as the human rights issues that China has, versus, let's not forget, China has concentration camps. Um, they force people to have abortions. They have re-education. They kidnap people off the street. Most of their people are living in poverty. And if you think 5,000 people died of the COVID virus in China, you're an idiot. Just because the CDC says 5,000 people died of the, the China virus in China, that's insane. There's probably more died in China than they died in this country. You know why? We actually have a health system here. In China, they'll just let you die. Don't forget, they just locked everyone in their rooms. They got sick. They stayed in their rooms. Half of them had to be picked up uh, from their apartments. So, uh, continuing. On cyber attacks, let me say that whether it's the ability to launch cyber attacks or technologies that could be deployed, the United States is the champion in this regard, Yang said. You can't blame the problem on somebody else. I I disagree with he's half right and half wrong here. Where he's half right is that we are the championships champions of uh, technology, and we're not using it. And I think that's the whole problem. You know what? If China attacks us through a cyber crime, we attack them. I personally think we need to figure out a way, and we do have the brightest when it comes to the internet and things like that. We should shut down the power in these countries for, for an hour and see what they do. We should actually be the biggest cyber espionage country in the world. And we're not that we know of. And we, we, we let these countries do these things to us and then say, we scream about it. I mean, you realize we've had two major hacks in the last six months and nobody is saying it, talking about it anymore. I don't understand that. These, this is exactly what we should be attacking, but we're not. And uh, it's too bad I'm not president of the United States. I'm president of the United States. I I want to sit back and say to our uh, cyber division in Department of Homeland Security, guys, come up with a way to attack these countries that we take them completely down. Find a way to damage them. And we can do it at any time. And all it takes is a couple of mouse clicks. Okay, finally. Yang openly mocked the United States and the Biden administration, saying that it did not, quote, represent international public opinion, end quote, and neither does the Western world. Quote, whether judged by population scale or the trend of the world, the Western world does not represent the global public opinion, end quote, Yang said. Quote, so we hope that when talking about universal values or international public opinion, on the United part of the United States, we hope the U.S. will will think about whether it feels reassured in saying those things, because the U.S. does not represent the world; it only represents the government of the United States. What a what a horrid horrid insult! What a horrid insult! And it's yet it's not really an insult. I think this should be taken by the people of the United States and the Biden administration, and they should learn from it. This was an insult. This was a display of no respect. And they point this out. Who are you? Do something about it. That's what it was.
And this is where we should really take this as a warning. We're the United States of 2021. We are not the United States even of 2017. And this government that we have in place right now is very weak. Do you think China would have said this to the Biden uh, Trump administration? Do you think they would have gotten away from this? Better yet, if they had said this, do you think the Trump administration representatives would have... Mike Pompeo, do you think he wouldn't have said anything? Yeah, well, Bilkin and Sullivan didn't have an answer and said nothing. They showed weakness in front of the enemy. China is not our friends. Stop calling. They hate us. They want to destroy us. They see what we are doing now with all this political correctness and wokeism and know that they do not have to fire a single shot in a Cold War. All they have to do is wait. They need to grow and they'll grow through tyranny and just watch us implode. That's what's happening. This should have been a warning shot for the Biden administration. It should be a warning shot for the United States. We've lost the respect of the world. And by the way, the Chinese are right. We are worried about, we're not worried about the United States, I don't think, anymore. I think that's incorrect. It doesn't represent the government of the United States, in a way. Because in a way, it's all about power in the United States. It's all about who has it and who can, who will keep it. That's what the goal of the United States is right now. So that was a very, very bad meeting for the United States on China. I can't believe they actually invited China to Alaska. China only came because it was moderately close. And then they ate our lunch. They just destroyed Bilkin and Sullivan. It should be horribly embarrassed. And that's probably why you're not hearing a lot about it. Even right-wing outlets aren't talking about it. I'm thinking to myself, uh, did you guys read the transcript? This is something you probably should talk about because China is basically saying, we're going to destroy you. So that's one example of how we've lost a lot of respect from the international community, from our enemies especially. The other part is uh, with Russia. So Russia, so Joe Biden had an interview with George Stephanopoulos. And Joe Biden was asked a question on whether he thought Vladimir Putin was actually a killer. And Joe Biden said, yeah, of course he's a killer. I believe he's a killer. And he's going to pay for what he did. And basically he was talking with what he did. He's talking about the 2020 elections. Again, Russia. I don't know what. Russia has the economy of Italy. Why is anyone? Why does anyone think Russia has the money to do anything? But apparently Russia, again, was spreading disinformation during the 2020 elections, which, by the way, everyone does. I, I wish he would be more concerned about China because China is spreading disinformation and sending spies. And we don't seem to really take a care. We, no one seems to care. Um, at first, Vlad took the ins insult in stride. He said, quote, I would say to him, I wish him good health. Although they may think we are in the same, we are the same as them. We are different people. We have a different genetic and multi uh, cultural moral, moral code. By the way, that is wokeism. He's being woke. We are different. We are not the same race. We have a different culture, which is what the Americans kind of bite on these days. 
But we know how to defend our own interests and we will work with them. But in those areas in which we are interested and on terms we consider both favorable to us. Again, that's nationalism. There's nothing wrong with it. And they will be they will have to reckon with that. But Vlad, I guess, let the killer thing. I mean, Vlad, Vladimir Putin is a killer. Let's call it what it is. I mean, he's poisoned some. He's yeah, he's he's bad. And he's, again, another dictator. Uh, Vlad, later after he thought about this, he got kind of ticked off and he basically said, hey, you know something? This was on a, uh, a news interview. Vlad said, uh, I want to offer President Biden to continue our discussion, but on the condition that we do it live, online, without any delays, but in an open, direct discussion. Oops. Joe Biden won't talk live to the American press that loves him. There is no freaking way he's going to hold a live conversation with Vladimir Putin. And Vladimir knows it. That's what's amazing. He he basically saying, you want to have this discussion? Let's have this discussion. Um, so at first there was a lot, there was a lot of talk. Vladimir Putin, the Kremlin had actually contacted Joe, the Biden administration to have this meeting. And the Russians said, yeah, well, no, we can't. Kremlin called him and said, yeah, we'll do it. And now, of course, the Biden administration is kind of like, uh, no, they they no, they didn't and things like that. Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked about this incident. Uh, this was the question by the reporter. While you've been br- you've been briefing, President Biden has just extended an invitation. President Putin has just extended an invitation to President Biden to continue their conversation. But this time he wants to do it live. He's asking for a live stream conversation and open direct dialogue. Putin says he's available tomorrow or Monday. Is that something you would consider? And then Saki said, I'll have to get back. There's a shocker. She's got to circle back. I'll have to get back to you if that is something we're entertaining. I would say that the president had a conversation already with President Putin, even if as there are some world leaders that he has not yet engaged with. That's our next story. Uh, And we engage with Russian leaders, members of government at all levels, but I don't have anything to report to you in terms of future meetings. The president will, of course, be in Georgia tomorrow and quite busy. So basically what she's saying is, no, we're not going to do it. (laughs) It's, we got, we've already talked to them. We talk to them all the time. We don't need to have live discussions. Hey, newsflash. President Biden, it's now March 22nd, and President Biden is yet to address the press directly and allow questions. He's not supposed to do that till Thursday of this week. You think he's going to, on live television, have a debate with an enemy? Of course not, especially um, Putin, who he can't stand for whatever reason. So the Kremlin, upon hearing this, responded, quote, an inquiry has been made and there is either is there either an answer or an absence answer? An inquiry has been made and there is either an answer or the absence of an answer. The absence of an answer is generally a refusal from such communications. So again, again, this is a foreign president, an enemy country from an enemy country that is basically saying making fun of Joe Biden and his cognitive abilities. That's essentially what it is. He knew 
they weren't going to accept this. And he knew that if Biden did accept it, Biden would have had the floor mopped with himself. This is just a pure sign of disrespect. Of course, the media is not going to make a big thing about it, right? Russia, 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 until Russia actually does something. And then they'll be dead silent. But the, the, what this does is it makes Biden and Biden administration look like a bunch of fools and cowards. And not just to the Russia, but to the entire world. So mission accomplished, Vladimir Putin. But that's not it. North Korea. North Korea is, is making fun of us. I got to move on a little faster here. But North Korea refused to speak to the Biden administration when the Biden administration reached out. Now, mind you, understand something. It's Kamala Harris that's actually communicating these other countries. It's not really the Biden, Biden, Joe Biden himself. Kamala Harris has actually taken a lot of the role of um, foreign secretary. But they've tried to contact North Korea several times, Kim Jong-un several times. They've never gotten a response. They've never got an answer. They've never gotten a, uh, a return call. North Korea has restarted their missile and nuclear testing. Why? Well, Trump's not there anymore. Trump set sanctions. Trump threatened. I mean, Trump was the only guy to sit back and say, you know what? We will freaking bomb you into the Stone Ages if you do anything we don't agree with. And, oh my God, suddenly... Donald Trump is walking into North Korea and Kim Jong-un is walking into South Korea. They're talking to each other on the phone. Where did that come from? That came from respect. Respect for strength. North Korea again has started threatening the United States and South Korea if they go on their yearly war games, which they're going to anyway. North Korea doesn't care about the Biden administration. They know what the Biden administration did with, uh, with, or the Obama administration did with North Korea. They let North Korea go until it wasn't Obama's problem anymore. And then Trump had to deal with them. And even Obama told Trump, they're going to be your biggest problem is North Korea. Well, how big of a problem did they end up being? Yeah, not really. Didn't take much. Oh, wow, you've got, you've got a red button? Well, my button's bigger than yours, so give it a shot. Try it. Yep. That's called respect. Respect through strength. And you have to be in a position of strength. If you're in a position of weakness, like Joe Biden, you're in a position of weakness. Iran. Again, Iran, same thing. Iran does not respect the United States at all. Joe Biden said when he when he was running for office, said he wanted to get back into the uh, Iran nuclear agreement. And what did Iran say? Iran said, I, well, they just joined the nuclear Iran agreement. We, we go from there, but we're not going to have negotiations or anything anymore. They're basically telling Biden to kick dirt. Now, Biden has that I, I've seen. He hasn't lowered any of the sanctions or anything like that. But Iran, it says, hey, we already did it. You guys lied to us. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they lied. I, I, Iran lied. Iran basically said we had no nuclear weapons and they were spinning nuclear reactors left and right. And now Iran, they are talking from a position of strength. Is that all they're doing? No. They're actually threatening uh, military bases in the United States. Because of the killing of General Soleimani. So they're beginning to make terrorist threats.
In the Middle East, they're beginning to fund Hezbollah again. There's thoughts that Israel may have to go to war with Hezbollah because they they continue, Iran continues to fund terrorists, and these terrorists are beginning to be a problem. Because we already know that Biden hates Netanyahu and hates Israel. And just right in the beginning of the year, Iran started bombing U.S. military uh, posts, injuring a couple of contractors. Would they have done that with with uh, Would they have done that with Trump? They did it once, only once, and Trump threatened to blast them into next week. And guess what happened? Iran backed off. Yeah, uh, we hate America. Blah 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 blah. Just because this country wants men to run in women's sports, compete in women's sports, just because this country thinks it has a race problem, all these cultural problems in this country, or think that Dr. Seuss and Mark Twain are evil, does not change the fact that, well, it does, that does stuff doesn't matter. There's a lot of other crap in the world we need to pay attention to, and we're not. And with Trump, we could worry about the culture. Because Trump held steadfast against those tyrannies, held steadfast against our enemies, and held steadfast against our allies. So we could talk about the evils of Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head, and how Bambi is evil, and Dumbo is evil. We could take the time to talk about that. Because we didn't have to worry about Russia, we didn't have to worry about China, we didn't have to worry about Iran, we didn't have to worry about North Korea. We didn't have to worry about Mexico. We didn't have to worry about anything because Trump's policies took care of it all. But because Trump can't stop tweeting and everybody hates Trump because he's whatever, racist, bigot, misogynist, homophobe, xenophobe, blah, 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 blah. Now we've lost sight of what's important because we spent four years calling him all these names. And I got news for you. We need to get back on track because guess what? That stuff's that, those foreign countries aren't going away. We're gonna have to deal with them. Okay, you can follow me on Rumble and Parlor at Dumbasses Talking Politics. You can follow me on Twitter at Runninfool, R U N N I N F E W L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Rumble, and YouTube. Uh, visit my website at, w, at uh, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com to take a look at the ton of links I have about this podcast. Hope you guys have a great day. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>